Hey guys, this is Mel, aka The Naked Naturopath, and this podcast is sponsored by my upcoming retreat with Steph D'Souza from MasterChef. We are running Love Your Guts, and it is a retreat from the inside out. It is May 15th to 17th, 2020, and it is all-inclusive. It's going to be held at Cabin in the Clouds, and doesn't that sound beautiful, which is located in Basie. You will be receiving self-care, cooking, meal prep, fermentation, meditation, yoga, and nature walks, and so much more. Steph and I are really excited to bring you this uh, food retreat coming from a different perspective uh, than a normal retreat, I feel, when it's super, super food-based. And we're going to teach you how to do it all at home and we'll have lots of little goodies for you to take with you on your way. So you can check it out. It's on my website, mgherbs.com, and you can put a deposit down and go on a payment plan so you don't have to come up with the full amount right away, but it is very affordable. The full rate is $9.95 and the early bird is $8.95, and that's all-inclusive. That's everything you need for the weekend. So I really hope that I can meet some of you and see you there. And please go to the website and check it out. You're listening to Melissa Gearing, the Naked Naturopath. Mel is a qualified naturopath, herbalist, and nutritionist. She can't wait to share her thoughts on all things health and wellness with you. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Naked Naturopath. And today I thought I'd talk to you about self-publishing and specifically self-publishing the book inside you, self-publishing versus publishing. I'm not going to go on and on about it, but I do have a little bit of experience in this arena now, and I hope that I can maybe prevent some of you from making the same mistakes as I have or not getting yourself in the same kind of pickles. And hopefully, whoever wants to publish a book will find this. I was lucky enough to be asked to do a talk on this at a recent conference called NatX, and it was NatX 2020, and it's the Naturepreneur Experience. It's a a conference, we went to the Gold Coast, um, had a wonderful time. It's a conference for naturopaths and nutritionists and herbalists and um, healers, really. And lots of us are under pressure to write a book, to publish a book. And the beautiful thing about doing this talk was that I had two people come up to me afterwards and just thank me because they now, after hearing me talk, knew that they did not want to publish a book. And, I, you know, if I can help people to realize that as well, then that's great because we are under pressure to write a book and we um, have we get a lot of advice that it will increase our credibility in, you know, uh, add to our business. And, and there's some really good things about writing a book, but... It is not as easy as some people might make out. And I was nervous to give this talk because I had given it to my husband before I left and he he had um, pointed out that maybe my tribe, who are very positive and, and very big-hearted and uh, wonderful, wonderful people, but maybe they didn't or wouldn't appreciate the uh, some of the negativity, I guess, in my talk. And, and I had said to him that, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm trying to be honest. And I hope that that honesty and um, I guess just being authentic with what has happened in my journey to write my books is helpful to some people. Because if it were me listening three or five years ago and I heard that talk, I would think to myself, great, now I know some of the hurdles that I can, that I can 
um, jump over the challenges that I'm going to face. And I know that I want it bad enough to do that. But for those two women who came up to me afterwards, it was such a relief for them to just be like, no, I don't want to jump those hurdles. It's not in me. It's not my passion inside of me. And I don't need to do it to prove anything. So that was really cool. So I guess to start with, I was asked to do the talk because I have published three books. My first two were completely self-published, which is um, a whole story in itself. <laughs> and then my third one was, um, it was published through a publisher who then didn't, it didn't work out for me with that publisher. So I went with a second publisher and it now is in its second edition. And I actually had a little competition during the talk and I said, if you can pick the mistake on one of the front covers of these books, so I gave them a copy of my first book, self-published, soft cover, the hard cover of that book as well because it came out into two different covers, the second book, The Gut Blueprint. Um, the first one was called Simply Balanced. And then I gave them the original copy, the first edition of From Peasant Foods to Superfoods. And then I gave them the second edition of From Peasant Foods to Superfoods. So they had a few books, right? And I don't want to make it too easy. So I said, if you can find the mistake, you can keep a copy of the new book. And I'll tell you the mistake at the end. If you've got one at home, you can go check it out and see if you can see it. But that was a bit exciting because the other thing that I really wanted to push for this talk was that you have to take imperfect action to get anywhere, especially with a book. You could edit it. You could edit it for years and years and years and it would never be 100% perfect. And you know what? You'd probably want to change it um, six months, then a year, then 18 months. You'd probably want to add to it and change it and be like, oh, that recipe is outdated. So I just really wanted to push forward the point that nothing is perfect and having that little competition really did. So I started with, with the mistake, see if you can find it. And then I spoke to them about why they wanted to publish a book. And I think it's really important that if you're sitting at home or in your car listening to this podcast, that you really start to ask yourself why you want to write a book. And for my people in the talk, I made them write it down. Why? What is your why? What drives you to want to write a book? Why should you write a book? You know, what put the idea into your head? Do you do you want to make a difference to other people's lives? You want to get your message or your story out there? Do you want to help more people or increase your reach? There is a limit as a naturopath or a nutritionist or a lot of one-on-one -on -one healers to how many people you can see in a day and in a week and in a year because we get tired too and we need we need to look after ourselves very much so so we can look after everybody, so we can keep looking after everybody. So a book really helps you increase your reach. Um, it, it service adds to a consult. It's a beautiful resource. My book is used and sold by other naturopaths because it allows them to kind of go home with their client. And when I first started writing my books, it was very much because my clients had asked me to. So when you take a book home from, from your naturopath or from somebody who you see, it allows you to take a little bit of them home I think that that in itself is something very special if you have a good relationship with that person. And then it allows you to extend your reach into their home, into their life further. So for my book, 
I know that my clients come in and they're like, oh, Mel, I read your introduction or I read the the chapter on fermenting and um, the introduction there or I read your story and now I totally get what you're saying. It kind of reinforces what we're trying to teach people because essentially at the end of the day, we are teachers. We teach people about food, about health, about lifestyle change. So to have something that it further impacts that or, you know, further reaches down and, and allows people to have some support is a really great tool. So I have other naturopaths who use it for that. It speaks in a naturopathic language. It speaks in a nutritional language. And I've had other naturopaths say that they, you know, their clients bought it and took it home and they came back and they're like, oh, so-and-so, like, you know, uh, Sally, we, I totally get what you're saying now or what you're saying is in this book. And so it adds to their credibility as well, which is really beautiful. You might want to position yourself as an expert. You know, naturopaths get a lot of flack for, um, well, a lot of the pressure for writing a book is to gain credibility. Uh, you will definitely earn the well-deserved title of an author. And I do say it's well-deserved because it is hard work. And to say that I'm an author now is something that I, Oh, I had to come to grips with it, actually. I I was very proud of my books, but it took me a long time to be like, yes, I'm an author. And that was in part because my books are cookbooks, and I'm very aware of that, <laughs> as some novelists have made me. But my book has lots of wording as well. It tells stories and it has lots of nutritional information. So I, I do get the well-deserved title of author as well. And I recently added it to my email signature, which I know a lot of you will know is a big deal. The other thing it does is build your street cred, which is important because I would not have been asked to talk at this conference where 250 other of my colleagues were attending from all over Australia and maybe even further abroad uh, if I had not done my books. So that was a real privilege. And obviously my street cred is okay in Newcastle anyway. <laughs> the other thing you need to think about is uh, who you want to write the book to because your why has to reconcile with your who. Your book has to solve a problem. You need to think about who wants to read it, who wants to buy it, who are you writing it for, and what problem will it solve for them. And knowing your why and your who will drive your how. So your who has to reconcile with your why or your why has to reconcile with your who and knowing your why will drive your how. And how is where all the work is, really. Your how is very much, you know, how will I write it? How will I print it? How will I design it? (laughs) How will I get help? How will I print it? How will I sell it? How will I enjoy this enormous process? Um, you know, you can you can go through a publisher, you can get self-published, you can crowdfund like I did. Um, for me, I self-published those first two books and then my reach for selling them was kind of exhausted. Thank you to everybody if you are listening and you are a client who bought one of those first you know, ridiculously expensive, tiny little 55-page books. I so appreciate your support (laughs) because it brought me to the point where I could join all that together, add to all of it, and then put it forward on a site called Publicizer with a Z. 
and crowdfund or pre-sell the third book uh, for with you know for to, to with the with the aim of having the opportunity to have it published and so the amount of sales you get on a platform like publicizer opens up your options for publishing contracts i had 11 publishing contracts uh, proposed to me some of them were like we'll help yourself publish you know which wasn't for me because i had already done that and i wanted to have further reach and some of them were like this is a full publishing contract some of them were what are known as hybrid publishing contracts and so yeah it allowed me a a door into the publishing world which is a very difficult world to get into if anyone has written a book and is trying to propose it to publishers especially in Australia it can be very difficult because they all have these different parameters which you have to meet like you know you have to do this particular proposal which can be very detailed and you can only put it in between 10 and 11 on our fun Friday or on our, um, you know, manic Monday or whatever it might be. And that might be the first Friday of the month or, yeah, whatever. Like it can be quite difficult. So I used to have all these timers set for when I had to put the proposals in and I had all the proposals pre-prepared because there's no way you could do it in an hour where their windows open. So you've got to have it all ready to go. <clears throat> and... I I didn't really get anywhere doing that and it was very time-consuming. So I tried for another way and that was Publicizer and that really, yeah, was another journey but did work out in the end. So my next point is what? What do you want to write? Self-publishing is very self-revealing and when you sit down to write a book, you definitely have to have a topic in mind. Your book will definitely be about you and everyone absolutely has a story to tell, but you are the only one who can tell it. You are the only one who can write it and you need to choose what medium you'll do that in. Mine was in a cookbook, so I wrote my story and I used my clinical knowledge in a cookbook. You could write a novel, you could write an e-book, you could write an e-course, an e-program, an e-book, you could do a cookbook as well, whatever speaks to you, but you need to sit down and decide what you're going to write about and how you will do that, what medium you will choose. So in our how, we have write it, design it, get help, print it, sell it, enjoy it. (laughs) I think these are all really important points. So to write it, You just have to do it. Uh, Unfortunately, there's not much more help that I can give you. You have to accept that right now, here and now, it is not going to be perfect. You have to sit down and write it. You have to give it its time. You know, I would write my book morning and night around the baby sleeping. I started it before before I had Callie, but Uh, When I did have her and it was my most recent book, I would just write it at every opportunity that I had. And that's just what you have to do. If you're committed to it and your why is strong enough, it will push you to write it. Your why and your who will push your how and your how is very much writing it. (laughs) Um, You can always edit it. There's probably going to be mistakes. It's all good. Don't, Don't stress. You need to design it. So how will your book look and read? This was really important for a cookbook because it's essentially half of a photography book. 
you need to decide whether you have chapters, photos, covers, blurbs, bios, book, what kind of book specs, so like what size, what shape. Um, will you have an ebook version? Will you have an audio book? What will your paper quality be like? And yeah, you know, details, like detailed stuff. So this is all step by step. Obviously, you've written it by now, and now you need to put it together. So what will it look like? You need to design it, and you will probably need to get help here because for me, I'm not a trained graphic designer. I don't know how to do that. So I got help and that's my next point. Think about who will make your life easier to get this book out into the world. You cannot sell it if it doesn't exist. So just get something going. Make something. The amount of times that my books have changed, whether it was the cover or the paper quality, you will have a second edition, a third, a fourth, a fifth, whatever. You will have the opportunity to edit things. Nobody has ever written me an email saying, your book is BS. It's full of mistakes. I hate it. I want a refund, um, blah, 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 blah. Nobody's ever done that. And I can tell you that my first book had some serious mistakes and that's okay. Those people were beautiful. Some people would write to me and be like, oh, Mel, I'm loving it. Just thought I'd let you know that there's, you know, it says, um, I don't know, bum instead of can, where it should be a can of coconut milk. It says a bum of coconut milk. That literally did happen. Um, maybe uh, it says a tablespoon of nuts instead of a cup of nuts. And all of those things can be fixed. And most people will notice that it doesn't quite add up. Um, so <laughs> sorry about that, guys. But, yeah, it's all good, right? Get help. I got a graphic designer. I got a wonderful photographer. Um, I got all of my family and friends to edit many, many times. My, my poor mother-in-law, my best friend Sarah, the amount of times that she's read that book, she's sick of it. But I got them all to help. My team was um, beautiful and strong and all female entrepreneurs, which I'm so proud of. Uh, and, yeah, they were wonderful. I couldn't have done it without them. <clears throat> the other thing I had was a very strong support system. Uh, I've got my, my husband who was ever supportive and, you know, my ultimate guinea pig and I had my baba girl and, you know, all of my family. And I remember my mother-in-law spoke at the launch of my most recent book and she said something about me writing three books in three years. And, and she was just like, we, we have all been on board since the beginning. And, you know, it was just such a beautiful speech. So, yeah, you need support. You need to print it. So I think the easiest way is online printing services. I would look at your local stuff, but... A lot of them, like a 300-page book is a, a lot for a local printing service who maybe does business cards and stuff like that. So just check with them, right? But I, for my first two books, I went through a, a website called Blurb and I really liked their service because they include the ISBN and you can tick a box that makes an ebook, which is awesome. And then, yeah, pick your specs, get your graphic designer to put it in as they wanted, like she did, my graphic designer did all that. That was quite complex. You cannot make a book in Word document. Sure, write it in Word document, but it cannot become a book in Word document. You can buy ISBN numbers like separately, but if you find a service that does it all, it's just heaps easier. 
choose your paper quality, you know, choose your cover, decide on the ebook. I ticked the box and ebook came and life is good. Then you need to sell it and you need to think about how you distribute it beyond the people you know because let me tell you, your family can only buy so many copies of your book and you can only give so many copies of your book out for Christmas. Sorry, family and friends. Um, So you do need to be able to sell it beyond your immediate circle and for me beyond my clients and beyond the people I know and in the gym and all that kind of stuff. So have a book launch because they're super fun. Um, put it on social media, contact bookstores. I am I am constantly contacting bookstores all over Australia and my publisher does it in America, which is awesome. Uh, making special appearances, signings, interviews, online sellers, my book. If you go through someone like Blurb, then um, just double check, but, you know, you can like say I want it on Amazon and all those kind of things, but make sure that every online seller has it, Amazon Fish Pond, Ingram, you can contact people like uh, Fish Pond and put a separate video, like send them a video that you might like to go with your book on your book page to help sell it, have a bit more information there. You can do all these extra things. You absolutely then need to enjoy it, have a party, have a wonderful dinner. I've got beautiful photos of all of the invitations that I've ever given out and it's such it's such a nice thing to be able to hand people an invitation who have supported you the whole time and be like, come, have some food, have a glass of wine, um, let's sign some books. And I, I always make a cake because obviously mine are cookbooks, so I make a cake out of the book and share that with everyone. And, and it's just it's just such a nice thing to do because you work so hard for it. So have a party, okay? <laughs> now, money this is a slide that my husband's like oh babe I don't know if you should say that and I'll read it to you exactly how I have it you probably won't make money from publishing your book or at least not in a hurry I heard Lee Holmes speak uh two weeks ago and she said so she's the author of um uh, the gut the gut books and she has heaps supercharged gut you know heal your gut she's I think she has nine books now, which is amazing, gut for kids, all this stuff. And she said 7% of authors make money from their books. So do not be do not be let down when you don't make the millions. You just can't invest anything that you can't afford to lose. That's a really important point. But your book does make money by helping you build your brand, your business, your practice, whatever it might be by increasing your street cred. Like for me, speaking at the conference was such a huge, wonderful, amazing opportunity that I'm so thankful to have had. And uh, by by doing that, it allowed so many other inroads. I met so many other practitioners. I have all these extra doors open to me for stocking it in other clinics and, and shops and all this kind of stuff that is very hard to do uh, without meeting those people. So it was a great opportunity. Um, building your rep in yours and other industries as well. So you're kind of cross-pollinating yourself and you get to just have an excuse to do events and talks and signings and promos. And this is all building your brand and your business. So yeah, look, you don't make the millions, at least not in a hurry. And you need to know that whatever you invest, you're not going to get back in a very quick amount of time. So just know that. And setbacks are inevitable. They're very diverse but they are absolutely conquerable, let me tell you. 
I have had many. <laughs> so the competition that I ran at the start of my talk was what was the mistake. And the mistake is that on my newest book, my second edition, which I've waited for seven or eight months for my, my, you know, um, I had no book for so long. I released the first edition in the December of last year, December, no, the year before 2017. And then by March, I didn't have any more books and my publisher and I couldn't work together anymore. So I, you know, spent a lot of time working that out and and signing with a new publisher and going through all the process. And then my second edition came in January this year. So I didn't have a book for a really long time. And when it came, I was just so happy. I was so elated. I was, you know, I was on the phone. Some people have waited for this book since the publicizer platform. I had, you know, over 100 people who were still waiting for the book. And so they've waited for over two years. So I'm calling them and everyone's getting their books and I'm setting up meetings and events and signings and all this stuff. And my photographer rings me and she's like, hey, everything okay with the book and I'm like yes it's great it looks so good and I love it don't get me wrong I freaking love it she's like so you know I I feel like I'm always the bearer of bad news but do you know that your name is spelt wrong on the front cover and I was like what and I look at it and sure enough my name is spelt wrong on the front cover and I had not even noticed because I was so happy to have a book and all I could do was laugh. And I wrote to my publisher, I was like, hey, you know, I've got these 70 books, names spelt wrong, it's all good, but for the next lot, can I please have my name corrected? And he was like, sure, no worries. And so it's fine. <clears throat> these things happen. In fact, what really inspired me to do this podcast today is that a second batch of 70 books arrived today. And I was so excited to see my name spelled correctly on the front cover of my book that has been through so much and taken so long. And I opened the first box and it's a book called The Thyroid Encyclopedia. And I was like, oh, that's odd. That must be, you know, someone else's box. The delivery guys just delivered the wrong box. And I opened the second box and it also is The Thyroid Encyclopedia. And I open all nine boxes and they are all not my book. And so I send my publisher an email and say, hey, looks like I got the wrong book and can you let me know, you know, we'll have to go through the whole process of um, getting some books printed again. But I still am laughing and I still have a smile on my face because at least I have a book and I know that there's huge hurdles to be jumped over in this business and in book book publishing in particular and I have all faith that it will get restored and fixed and all that kind of stuff I'm not angry and I'm not worried but you know it's it's another it's another setback Mel and you know you just have to you have to keep your humor and you have to remain positive and know that you know out of all those setbacks finances time finding the right people Things like the wrong size photo or the paper quality being so poor that your photos don't look any good that cost you thousands of dollars, you know, to by the time you get 300 odd photos or more because they're not all used and have five or six food styling sessions where, the you know, you take the photos and 
what that means is that you cook the food, you wash up, you cook the food, you wash up, you cook the food, you wash up, you style in between. Um, you back and forth in the kitchen. You need to shop for all of the ingredients. You need a few fridges. You need a few kitchens. Um, yeah, it's a huge undertaking. <clears throat> so, yeah, yeah, like it's just it's just another setback. So, I ended my talk with really like questions and and you know what was their why and who will help them with their book and. For those that were unsure what type of book might they do and one way they thought that their book might generate income for them um, and, you know, asking, asking, do you see how knowing your why can drive your how? Having a strong enough why inside of us will make sure that we can, we can really jump over the hurdles. My why was to service my clients. I wrote my first book because that's what my clients asked me to do. I was writing meal planners and recipes and, and forever, um, putting them together and emailing them. And then people wanted, they were like, oh, yeah, can, can you take photos of it? Can you cook it and take photos of it? You should write a cookbook, you know. Um, and that just went further and further. And so I did. And my why is still my clients. It really is. It's, it's grown into my daughter, you know. I, I, write, I wrote in the back of one of my books that, I want her to know. I want to. I want her to know where the food on her plate has come from, and how she can get the most out of it. You know, I want her to live a healthy life, and I wanted to have a healthy relationship with food. And so, my why has really driven me this far. You just have to do it. If you want to write a book, you just have to do it. And I am going to watch one of my very good friends do that this year, and I will be her support because she has supported me throughout all of my books. So you just got to do it. You really have nothing to lose except what you allow yourself to lose. And you just have to take massive imperfect action. Thank you, Grace Lever, who I heard that from. Massive imperfect action. That, that little saying there has driven me for a really long time and I love it. Just do something. You can't sell it if it doesn't exist. So if you have any questions, email me. <laughs> I'd love to hear from you. Um, and that's, you know, that's basically was my talk and how, how I came to publishing books and how I've learned a lot. So yeah, if you have any questions, let me know. Ah, such a big, such a big undertaking. And I wish you all the best if you are going to write a book, all of my love and all of my support. I'll talk to you next fortnight. If you like what we do here at The Naked Naturopath, then be sure to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To learn more about Mel and MG Herbs, jump onto mgherbs.com, follow us on Facebook at MG Herbs Australia and Instagram at MG Herbs Official. Please keep in mind that all advice and opinions on The Naked Naturopath are not individualized. To get the right advice for you, be sure to make a booking with Mel or your health professional. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.